The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It is me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. Isn't it neat how that works out? (laughs) Matt Slick Live. And uh, for those of you who are newbies, that's my real name. And uh, so last night, I was uh, I do a Wednesday thing on Clubhouse, and uh, I'm going to be trying to get into something called um, Spaces on Twitter. I learned how to do that. I tried to get into it and figure out how to develop it, but I couldn't figure it out. Maybe if someone knows where they can teach me, you know, uh, you can email me, teach me, give me a tutor. But I want to start doing, uh, uh, you know, video teaching things on there as well, uh, where we just answer questions. I like to answer questions, I guess you could tell. And so uh, anyway, last night on um, Clubhouse, we had about a three-hour discussion. It was fine. It was a lot of fun. You know, I enjoy that. And um, I told stories uh, towards the end. I dealt with some uh, some obstreperous uh, atheists. I, I dealt with one woman atheist, and she was really nice. And we had a nice conversation, and tried to uh, you know show her how her atheism doesn't work. It doesn't provide the foundations for knowledge and our existence and morality and things like that. And so, um, excuse me, I had a little cough there. So that was good. Then we had a couple of streperous atheists who get in, and um, one guy just demands that I, I answer him when he wants me to answer. And I'm not really allowed to answer, ask questions about what he's asking. You know, no, 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 just answer the question. And I don't like that. You know, I, I don't like that kind of uh, attitude when people do that. I don't think it's the right thing to do. So I told him, I said, please, you know, I'll answer the way I want to answer, and I need to ask questions, clarifying questions. Just answer the question. He kept saying, and um, and so we got rid of him. And then another guy comes in, and this gets me. You know, this this gets me. I have conversations with people. These atheists, they want a piece of Matt Slick. They want to, they want to silence me. They want to use me to uh, bolster themselves. Who knows? They want excuses to continue believing uh, that there's no God. And uh, so this one guy comes on, and, and uh, he starts asking me questions. And so I'm, I'm getting, I'm typing out information from what he's saying. And I want to know. I always like to know what they're, what they're, what they mean by words. So I'm asking this, asking, and I said, okay. So what's your worldview? I, I didn't know he's an atheist. I said, what's your worldview? He goes, it's not relevant. Well, yes, it is relevant. I like to know a person's worldview, where they're coming from, so I can cater my answers to them better. No, it's not relevant. And I said, look. <laughs> I said, you either tell me your worldview, or we're done talking. You know, because I don't want to talk if. Uh, if you're not just going to be honest and just tell me what you're, it's not relevant. Okay, bye. You know, I just got rid of them. And, uh, you know, if they don't even, a lot of them don't even want to have just decent conversations, you know, just like, yeah, I'm an atheist. Okay, well, let's walk, work, you know, let's talk. And then they, uh, and then what they do is they call me coward. They, you know, name call. And <laughs> what I'm tempted to say at that point is well, this could be all side behind the cafeteria after school, you know, because it's so immature on their part. But, uh, anyway. So uh, we got in and talking, and I was doing some theology, and then I started talking about some of the events in my life. And that's not about me, but people are like, Dad, tell me another story. <laughs> tell. And so I, I'm going to have to put my stories on video so that people can um, 
can view them. I, I don't know why. People like them. They like my stories and uh, what's happened, I guess. And I told my wife this last night, and she said, yeah, you tell good stories. And uh, I, I'm okay, you know, if you say so. Um, I remember once, <laughs> I, all the kids were at the table, you know, having Bible study after dinner, and we got talking about something, just all talking. I started describing uh, this event, right? <laughs> and um, so I'm just, I'm getting all the details. I could tell that they're all really entranced by the details, you know, and, and the slowness of the voice. And then, you know, I thought that this was going to work and it wasn't going to work. You know, they're just, they're just listening, right? <laughs> so I remember once I had uh, um, a uh, plumber, you know, in my story, a plumber come in and to fix something in the house. <laughs> I still remember this. They're all, my wife and all the daughters are sitting there entranced by this story, right? And then I said, and then he bent down to, to get inside there, get way inside of that area like that. And I said, and his, you know, his belt, let's just say, came down, you could see stuff. And they go, Dad, no. <laughs> You made me see it. I gave them more details, though. And uh, they're like, no. <laughs> you know, I, I can have fun with with not very much. I just enjoy myself. So, uh, hey, look. As you can tell, I'm entertaining myself, aren't I? If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-7276. And... Uh, so if you also, if you want, you can email me at info at karm.org. And uh, that will uh, just get to, you know, email me, email me a question if you want to ask about uh, you know, anything. You want to, well, whatever we're going to talk about, you, if you don't want to call, you can just email me. Info at karm.org. And then what I can do is I can read it over the air. And sometimes, uh, you know, people just come in with questions. And if I don't have any callers, I'll just... Uh, uh, you know, and do some of the emails we get because I like doing that. You know, I want to answer questions. I, my burden is to teach people. I really want to teach them. And one of the things I've been working on is trying to get the video set up uh, in the office working. But then I start thinking. I get a question for those who are watching me right now, sitting right here right now. Is this setup good enough just for me to do videos? Do you know, half hour video, just sitting here talking with the headset. I'd probably get a, a, a better microphone or something like that instead of the headset thing. So Laura says yes. I don't know if everybody else would. So I'm going to have to do a, um, a, uh, a video from another angle, from another camera that I'm trying to do, and just see if people think this is better or not or what. Everybody says, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking I could just sit right here and work with all my stuff and just do everything and just start doing videos. One-minute seminary right here. But I, I, Okay, I got a question. The chair, is it too high in the back? Because I'm thinking about getting a smaller chair so that it's just less intrusive on the the throne like look appearance so i don't, I don't know i'm just thinking uh, a doll what's that a doll it'd be fine setup is fine see i, just, I don't know i gotta ask people uh, i'm good at logic and uh debates and disseminating information and teaching i'm not good when it comes to uh stuff like uh, setups and cameras and things like that i teach myself so anyway, there you go. All right, I just said it all. All right, chair doesn't match. Doesn't match what? So what kind of chair should I get? See, I'm thinking a smaller chair. That's what comes down on my shoulders. Uh, chair is fine too. Says Joanne. I know why Joanne said it. 
But uh, this chart, chair is starting to fall apart. I'm in it all the time, and, it, and the seams are coming undone because I'm in it all the time. I mean, I use it all the time. I use all my equipment a lot. Uh, you know, the headsets I use, uh, microphones I use. I just, I really am a heavy user. Anyway, I'm rambling. All right. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 Let me see if I just get to uh, a couple of emails that have come in. As part of a ministry leadership development class at our church, I was reading the article, What Do Christians Believe? It's an excellent article, but I do have one question. Came across this text. However, the doctrine of the Trinity is not revealed in a single scripture, nor does it contain a warning, but it is derived from the whole of scripture, and since we're told to worship the true God and only Him, then the Trinity is the essential doctrine for the Christian faith. However, in Matthew 28 19, Jesus says uh, the doctrine, uh, essential doctrine of the Trinity. However, in Matthew 28 19, Jesus Himself reveals the essential doctrine of the Trinity. No, He doesn't. Because what Jesus says is baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It doesn't, that's not the doctrine of the Trinity that's expounded. The doctrine of the Trinity is one God and three distinct simultaneous persons. Now, uh, he says the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So you could ask a Mormon, do you believe uh, that uh, we should be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? They'll say yes, but they believe that each one of them is a separate God. Uh, you could ask the Catholics that, they'll say that. You could ask uh, uh, Oneness Pentecostals, and they'll say it. And I'm very aware of, of that uh, verse. I would just say that uh, it does not expound the doctrine of the Trinity. You know, Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, you'll die in your sins. Now, when he's speaking, he's speaking as a human person, uh, as a human, as a person. I'm going to correct myself and just say, as a person. But he has two natures, a divine nature and a human nature. And so that's why he said, unless you believe that I am, you'll die in your sins. So we know that that is a declaration of his hypostatic union, of the two natures. And, you know, you can go to First Corinthians 14, or 15, verse 14 and 17. If Christ be not raised, our faith is in vain. And this is talking about the resurrection of Christ. And so it's a simple thing, the resurrection. So Jesus is God in flesh is easy. Um, physical resurrection is easy. But the doctrine of the Trinity is not. The doctrine of the Trinity is not derived from a single scripture. I could go, for example, to Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. Let me read you something here. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. In the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now we see this is definitely a hint of the Trinity right here. We have Jesus, we have a God, who is the Father here, and uh, the Holy Spirit. And so, no problem. That's what we're seeing is that uh, we have a Trinitarian reference here, but it's not stating that the Trinity, what it is. And that's why I, I don't use those verses to prove the Trinity. They support the Trinity, not prove it. But uh, the necessity of the resurrection of Christ is proved by 1 Corinthians 15, verses 14 and 17. If Christ be not raised, he's up the physical resurrection, then uh, your faith is in vain. So that's why. Okay, let's see. He says he acknowledges the word Trinity is not used there. It suggests that what they call the Trinity is in fact revealed in a single scripture. I, I wouldn't say so. I, I, it's hinted at. That's why I say it's not. I would, you could even say, I, I, let me say this. You could say revealed, but not defined and declared. And that's what I, I'm getting at. Uh, I write in the spirit of Christian brotherhood. Praise God, brother. Uh, not to be contentious, but that's right. Amen. I appreciate that. I really do. And uh, so there's one. Here, let's try this. Yes, hello, what is grave matter, and how would you know if a sin is grave matter? Well, if you're in a cemetery, and there's there's matter there in the grave, then that would be a grave 
that'd be grave matter. So that's how you would know what grave matter is by going out to where the grave is and the dirt is like matter. Uh, but if you are talking about per- perhaps the idea of what a grave sin is, uh, then I- I'm not sure because I'll do this right now. Uh, in fact, I'll do this. Uh, like a grave sin, and there's nothing in Scripture. Let's see. Does it say that? No. Nothing in the Bible uses that term in the New American Standard Bible. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on. But uh, he does give a hint. Uh, it's a, you know, this is a grave matter, but I don't know what they mean. And so when people ask me a question like this, let's just say that I was talking to them on the radio or, you know, in a, in a chat system, and they say, is, is it a grave uh, matter or grave sin? I'll say, what do you mean by grave sin? Do you mean, is one sin worse than another? Well, yeah, there are degrees of sin. And is, you know, is murder worse than stealing a paperclip? Of course it is. So it, you know, just depends uh, what we're talking about. And that's why we always need more clarification on, um, on things like that. Uh, okay, here we go. Thanks. I'm watching, listening at the time you are live. Thanks. If I'm watching, listening at the time you are live, this works. Usually I listen in the evening or uh, Podbean or iHeart podcast. Huh. Hey, they've not been updated since the 23rd, so for the past 23 days. Hey, Charlie, do you know anything about that? But they're not being updated? Maybe it's something with Luke. I'll ask him. Are podcast apps no longer being updated? They should be. I'll have to ask somebody. Maybe somebody like Laura or Charlie could run that one down. I don't know. How about that? Hey, there's the music. That means we've got a break. Uh, if you want, give me a call, 877-207-2276, or email me, info at karm.org. We'll talk about your questions, and we can get to those after the break. God bless. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We got an email in. Uh, I'm going to read it, then we'll get to the caller, Martin. If you want to give me a call for open lines, 877-207-2276. So this email is, I watch your video feed since I'm unable to listen via radio feeds. Okay, I think your uh, video feed is fine. However, please understand I have no sense of artistic tastes at all. I love that. I started cracking up when I was reading. Please understand, I have no sense of artistic tastes at all. Thus, in my opinion, in this matter, my opinion is worthless. I love that. That was uh, that made me laugh. So the guy says he's a uh, um, oh, interesting, uh, an Orthodox Protestant Christian who disagrees with my Christian worldview logic and many other my apologetic notions he wants to discuss them with me. I'd l- love to call up. We can talk. At any rate, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So I uh, appreciate that. All right. Hey, let's get on the air here with Martin from Virginia. Martin, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, uh, mm-hmm. thanks again. God bless uh, your ministry and, and what you're doing there. Oh, um, I got three things. Two of them are really quick. Um, you asked about your chair, and I, oh. it, it kind of depends. <laughs> yeah, it kind of depends on you know the kind of image you want to do. And I thought, if you want a relaxed environment, the hammock might be a good choice. 
but <laughs> you, <laughs> you've got the same stupid sense of humor I do. <laughs> Sorry, man, you made me laugh because that's something I'd say. You see, that that's that's totally ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I used to want to nod and during that little uh, podcast. <laughs> it's right. I could, you know, while I'm in my hammock, I could just have people bring me stuff <laughs> while I teach. Bring me, bring me a oh, steak. Bring me. Oh, someone brings you a sandwich, and I'm—I I don't know—that's going to go ballistic there. So, <laughs> so you had a caller. Um, so number two was that you had a caller call. Uh, take Thursday, so Tuesday and, and Wednesday. I tried to get—I tried to get in on Tuesday. Yeah. And then I think I think that one single baptism gal got in and kind of chewed up some of your time, and then you kind of got <laughs> on chewed up his right. Man, you and I get along great. I'm telling you, you know how to word things just right. That's good stuff. All right, yeah, chewed up some of your. Well, we're on the air. I don't want to get. I don't want to get hung up on. So. <laughs> it's all right, man. Um, so that, that first caller, you know, you spent a lot of time. It, it, both days you did. I, I forget Andrew or, or who is whatever. Is Anthony. Name, but um, mm-hmm. Anthony. Right. Okay. So he, he kind of made a couple okay points, but he just wasn't listening to you very much. And and you had made a comment about condemnation. And uh-huh. so w- what is condemnation in, in your mind? If someone says, you know, you're condemned. Um, when God condemns you, it means uh, that you're going to go to hell. And that's what he's under. He's under condemnation because he's not repentant of his sin. I'm not judging him. I'm informing him based on what the scriptures teach and what he was saying. So... Okay, so I mean, so, so it sounds, I mean, because you had made a comment at one point that, well, by your own words, then you were condemned. And I think it was about the scripture of, are you doing everything to follow God, God's law? And I think he, yeah, well, I'm going to assume he honestly answered, you know, no, he's not. And then you said, well, then by your own words, you're condemned. But I think any one of us would answer that, probably no. And then you would probably say, then by your own words, you are condemned. I think even you would say no, and then by well, your yeah, own but, words, you would. Be but the difference is um, that what he was saying is that he can earn his place with God through his efforts by keeping the law, and I don't teach that. I mean, none of us keep the law, and I'm not able to keep that uh, my place with God by my goodness or my obedience. That's not what does it. And he says that is what does it. Well, then he's condemned because no one can do that. That's the difference. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Jesus came, and, and I think Jeremiah even said the new covenant, you know, it will be written on your hearts and, and, yeah. and in your tongue that, you know, you will know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the lady with the, the the single baptism, I mean, wasn't Jesus, and I'm not, I don't want to get into, you know, heuristics or, you know, technicalities, but wasn't Jesus baptized twice, sort of, in water, no. and then the Spirit came upon him as well? Oh, in that sense, you could say yes. In that sense, but one is water baptism, which was of the uh, you know the old covenant uh, stuff that what John the Baptist did. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you could say, it was poured out upon him for an anointing. Absolutely, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I, I'm, it's sort of a split in here thing because you know when he came up out of the water, whether it was sprinkling or, or, or whatever it was, then the then the Spirit came upon him, and then right. you know as a, as a corollary, corollary. Corollary. Corollary, yeah. His disciples mm-hmm. weren't, most likely they were all baptized in water, correct? I mean, I would think that of course they, they, were. they went out to baptize in water. Yeah, water was the element of their baptism, yes, in that ceremony, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, 
And then they were also baptized through the Spirit as well. So that's kind of a second baptism. Yeah, right, because that's what Jesus says in Acts 1-5, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and that's by pouring. Uh, that's what the, the prophecy is about, how the Holy Spirit will be delivered by pouring, and that's the Old New Testament. So yeah, and, and, but yeah. when you get Ephesians 4-5, one faith, one Lord, one baptism, the question then becomes, which baptism is it? Well, yeah, right, yeah, and even John the Baptist said that you know, the, the one who will come after will baptize in, in, in right. the fire and the Spirit. That's right. So yeah, so I mean, I was, I was listening to her. I'm like, well, she's not listening to you either. <laughs> no, you know, you're being patient. Yeah, I guess you got to be patient. It's your show. Yeah, try to be patient. Well, what happens is, I, you know, I have a reputation. I'm a public figure, and a lot of people want a piece of me. And so sometimes they'll call up on the show, or I'll meet them in a, a chat system someplace. And sometimes people just want to just destroy me, and they'll interrupt. They won't listen. They don't interact. They demand. You know, and there's variations of that, but that happened uh, with her and with Anthony the past couple of days too. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, obviously, I mean, you're you're a smart guy. You kind of get a taste mm -hmm. for who calls in, and you kind of have the pattern already set. You kind of know the you know the script. So. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a smart guy, but uh, I'm experienced enough to you know to be able to to um, kind of tell. But a lot of people don't realize I have made so many mistakes. I, I say to people, you, when you are out in the ocean, you see an iceberg. That's because 90% of it's down below. They don't see the 90% of the, the screw-ups I've made over my life to, to learn that stuff and be able to communicate. So all I can say is, you know, God's just been patient with me. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. If we could all have God's patience, then yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, yeah, praise God. Okay. All right, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, big man. Thanks for calling, buddy. Okay. All right. Now let's get on the air with Kit. I wonder who Kit is. I wonder what his favorite Kit is. Is airplanes or cars? Welcome. You're on the air. You you did say you did say you make a lot of mistakes. So here's another chance to make one. Okay. Um, I got a question from one of my students, and uh, I thought I'd pass it on to you, even though I know the answer. Okay. Um, He's a brand-new Calvinist, and he wants to know, how do we know what books should be in the New Testament? The Spirit bears witness with our spirit, for one thing. And in and John 10, 27-28, um, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The voice of God is found in the inspiration of scriptures. And that Second Timothy 3.16 talks about the scriptures being inspired. The Christian church early on, having the voice of God, the Spirit of God, recognized what God had said, and that's how we know we have the right ones. Hold on, we got a break. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the bottom of the hour. If you want and you want to support us, we do ask that you would kindly consider supporting us $5 a month. All you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate, and the information's right there. $5 isn't much. We do need it, and we do ask for that support. Keep us on the air and uh, keep us working. All right, uh, let's get back on here with Kit. Okay. I gave you the short, quick version, but there you go. 
Yeah, so one of the proofs of the truth of the Roman Catholic Church is that they gave us the Bible. Uh, what do you say about that, just to finish up this question? Yeah, I say, did they give us the Old Testament? The answer is no. And uh, it's three-quarters of the Bible, and so they want to claim that they gave us the Bible. It's just an arrogant claim uh, that for, to claim their own superiority and stuff like that. So I just say, no, you didn't, you know. And uh, just say, did you give us Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, for example? No. Okay. So stop saying that. That's simple. I agree. That That's great. And uh, I asked him to watch today, and uh, I'll ask him to watch the rerun if he didn't get to see it live. So there you go. Yeah, we, Thank you very much, Matt. Sure. God bless have, you. Have a sure, great have evening. A call. Okay. You too, Matt. God bless you. All right, all right. Three, uh, four open lines, 877 Let's get to Ryan from Pennsylvania. Ryan, welcome. You're on the air. Hello, Matt. Uh, thank you for inviting me to call. I'm the guy who sent the email about uh, having no artistic taste at all. Oh, that was and, you? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, like I say, I'm not able to get your radio feed, uh, radio feed so I watch your video feed. But um, anyway, um, like I said in my email, I am Orthodox in the sense that I believe in all of the essentials of the Christian faith. I am Protestant in that I believe in salvation by grace alone and priesthood of all believers, and I reject papal authority. And um, I disagree with your ideas of uh, Christian worldview and logic and many other of your apologetic notions. Where do you want to begin? <laughs> wow. Okay, you pick one really fast. Let's see what happens. Okay. Um, according to your uh, understanding of the Christian worldview, uh, we assert that the, uh, the what you call the laws of logic are unchanging and absolute. Okay, I disagree with that. Um, I, I think that um, logic very obviously changes definitions, um, and it can be readily shown. And there's no connection with uh, any law of logic in the Christian worldview, no necessary connection. You conduct it with any worldview or no worldview at all. And Can you, um, can you give me a law of logic? A law of logic? Yeah. What, like A is identical to A? Okay, so uh, the law of identity. So is it the case that something always is what it is? Um, it depends on how you define identity. Identity can be defined in many different ways. Um, just, I can just, something, just of, something is what it is. Hang on. An, if you don't, an, no, hang on. I can give you a um, straightforward definition of where A is identical to A is true, and A is identical to not A is also true in the same sense and at the same time. Would you like that? Really? Yeah, that would be interesting. Yes. Yeah, try and do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, morning star and evening star. They refer to the same object, correct? Depends on the context. No, no. Morning star and evening star refer to the same object. Therefore, it would depend on the context. Morning star and evening star are identical. Uh, it's, okay. I would have They're to... referring to an object. Hold, hold on. I'm just saying I would have to know the definitions. I have to go look to make sure that that is the case. Because one culture may say that's the case, and another culture may not. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a universal truth principle. Well, since we are both Americans, we are both in the Western culture, we are both in a tradition where it has been discovered that they are referring to the same object, we can say morning star and evening star um, are identical, 
and we can say that as uh, people in the Western culture, understanding that, that discovery was made by Galileo, correct? Well, I don't know. I don't know who was made by Galileo. Okay. Well, okay. you do know that, um, that that they are referring to the same object, correct? Well, they're supposed to refer to Venus, from what I understand, but if you can talk about a universal truth principle, um, you know, I would know if all people no, refer on. to it. I'm, what I'm doing hold on I'm a giving, sec, I'm talking. I'm giving you an example. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I was telling you that what you're, what you're doing without realizing it is you're begging the question, or maybe not even being clear, let's just put it this way. The morning star and the evening star generally are considered to be Venus. I get that. But if you're going to say uh, that the the morning star and the evening star are always the same, then I can't say that that's the case because I don't know if different cultures say something is different in, in regarding to those. If what you're going to say it's a universal truth principle, well then, okay, you can define it as such. If you were to define it as simply saying we define the case that the morning star and the evening star are the same thing, if you start with that premise, okay, we can work with the premise. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Okay, but here, here's what I'm saying. We understand that the object that is called the morning star, the object that is called the evening star, is the same object, correct? Okay, yeah, for now, yes. Okay, so therefore, we can say, within our own understanding here, since it is the same object, the morning star is identical to evening star. Okay. okay. So, mm -hmm. um, and then we can also say, if we take a look at the, uh, the meaning of the word morning star and the meaning of the word evening star, that they are, have different meanings. Therefore, when it comes to word <laughs> meaning, we can say morning star is A, is identical to evening star, which is not A, and that is also true at the same time and in the same time. No, 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 it's not. You, you blew it. So yes, what you're yes. doing, no, no, you said morning star and evening star. You're just using those as terms. You're not defining them as being in the morning and or the evening. You're just saying these are terms. You can make up any set of, of words that you want and say they're identical. And you're talking about the transitivity of identity. And that's what you're trying to get into. And if you're going to go with that, you're going to go into the law of, of proper inference. Okay, great. But if you want to stay with the law of identity, which is what we're talking about, uh, then if you want to say the morning star is exactly the same thing as what is called the evening star, then you don't have any differentiation. Both of those refer to the exact same object. That's all. Okay? Yeah, and that, that is what you're saying, that the um, uh, you're saying as the law of identity is something is what it is. And I'm saying, yeah. okay, so morning star is evening star, is identical to evening star, is uh, a direct application of what you're talking about with... Um, no, it's not. Um, with no, 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 uh, no, look. Yes. No. You could define anything, anything you want. If you want to say the morning star and the evening stars are the same thing, then you're just using different words to describe the exact same thing, right? That's correct. So the yes. exact same thing, Venus, is what it is, right? Right. So then A equals A. There you go. It's universal. It's true. Well, how does okay. how does something? Here's a simple simple question. Here's here's a simple okay, question. Here's the thing. Here's a simple question. Let me ask you. There's a rock, okay? The rock outside, I bring it in here, and I got it in my hand, let's just say, this rock. This rock mm -hmm. is what it is. It's a rock. Is it true to say that? Sure. Is it true to say this rock I'm holding in my hand is also not a rock that I'm holding in my hand? Okay. What you're doing is you're taking one definition and, and continuing to go. This is what I'm saying. There's more than one way of doing a definition. 
Uh, no, you're now, conflating. Let me continue with my analogy here. Hang on. Okay? I can say that according to the word definition, scapula is identical to shoulder blade, correct? Yeah. Okay. So therefore, I can say morning star is identical to evening star, and uh, then that means A is identical to not A, and that is true. <laughs> That's not, that makes no definition. sense. That makes no sense. Yes, it does. No, it does not. One, one you are you're equivocating. One is called mapping identity. No, no, no. One is called Do you know what the transitivity the is of identity is? Identity. Do you know what the transitivity Listen. of identity is? Do you know? Hang on, hang on. One kind of identity is mapping, which when you're mapping to a uh, direct object, another okay, kind of identity sense. is called naming, when you're using different words that are referring to the same object. And that okay, is, let me is identical to not A in mapping. Therefore, your, your, uh, since it changes, your definition of your identity mm. fails. No, it's, that's not correct. Because the identity deals with the ontos or the nature of an object and what it is. And the evening star and morning star are just simply different terms for the same object. That's all it is. It's a, it's a transitivity that's of identity. Correct. It's all that's going on. So look, it's a ro the rock in my yeah. hand is the rock in my hand. It's a true statement. It cannot be true that the rock in my mm. hand is also not the rock in my hand. It, it can't be. Both those statements can't be true. I'm talking about That's the identity that, that deals with the nature. Hold on. I'm talking about identity that deals with the strict nature of an object. A rock. A rock. Okay, we use R-O-C-K in English to, to uh, talk about that. Mm -hmm. A rock. We identify it that way. Let's say this rock has certain chemical properties. We analyze it. We, have, we know its mass. We know its volume, mm -hmm. etc. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. That's a particular rock. We would say that that particular rock is what it is itself, right? Okay. Would you agree? Yes. Okay, can yeah. it be the case that that exact same rock is also not itself? Is, can that be possible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense. Hold on. You know, sometimes, you know, the things I have to go through, wow. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get on this a little bit longer, then we'll get another caller. All right, Ryan, let's try it again. Um, <clears throat> all right. Thank you for letting me come back. My point is, is that you can have identity of object, which is mapping, and you can have identity of word meaning, which is called naming. And this, these are two different uh, systems of logic. And when you're talking about um, word meanings, you can have contradictory meanings. A is identical to not A, and it's uh, absolutely true. And that was my point in this whole thing, is that okay. um, the idea of identity varies according to logical systems. So let me ask you, are mapping and naming the same category in logic? They're different categories. Are mapping and naming the same categories in logic? Yeah, this, they're not uh, the exact same thing, are they? different logic. Right, and so they're different categories. Sure. So you say one is mapping and one is okay. naming. Which one is it when we say a specific Correct. rock that has identity as a rock with all its particular properties is identical to itself? Is that mapping or we is that using, um, naming? It's mapping. Okay, so what we're saying here is that we're s simply signifying that an essence of something, a particular nature, something has certain properties, and that encompasses the whole of the ontos, which is identical to itself. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So in that same sense, in the same context, is it also the case that it's not identical to itself? Yes, and I can show you how. Because okay. that rock, if you put that rock out in your yard, so, is going to deteriorate um, uh, from erosion to some degree. Okay, and you, some missed, you missed it. It's not going to be that rock anymore. It's only going to be you, identical. No, 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 no. You missed it. You blew it. The rock, a particular rock, right there at that time, not thousands of years from now, mm -hmm. that rock as it exists right mm -hmm. then and there, in that present extent, that it has both properties mm -hmm. of its own identity and also not the properties of its own identity at the same time, in the same place, the same way. That's not possible. If okay, you say it so is, I'm sorry. It's okay, ridiculous. so you're isolating it within a freeze, frozen point of time, correct? Of course, that's what we're talking about. It can be that, it can okay. be an idea, it can be a principle, it can be a moral, it can be all kinds of things. I'm using a rock as people who are listening can understand the basics of something like this, with, that the properties emanate out of the nature. And a rock has a certain nature, and it's identical to itself. This is what A equals A is. But if you're going to say, no, A equals A is not always true, then a rock is not always what a rock is, in the exact same sense of its own time and own existence and own properties. It makes no sense. Okay, so... So when you take it outside of that time framework, then it is not identical to itself, correct? Well, what do you mean by identical? Because then we have the issue of, of uh, not only the transitivity of properties, but we have uh, continuity issues. And we get into the more particulars, like okay. with if the rock exists as it is, and some of the atomic matter of it was just dissipated into the air, is it the exact same rock? We can get into these nuances like this. What we're talking ultimately here is about, and I want to go into platonic norms, because that's it's a secular idea, but the norms that are, that are instantiated in the mind of God as particular identicals and universals, these things don't change and alter because they're anchored in the mind of God. So if we were to say, for example, okay, the law of logic A equals A, A equals A is anchored in, out of the mind of God, it emanates out of the mind of God, because it's the only way to justify the universality of these transcendentals. How do you know something is anchored in the thoughts of God and when it's not? Well, that's a good question. I would say that, that since you logic is a problem, let point. me answer the, let me try and answer. Since the, okay. since logic is a process of the mind, and since these laws are universal, no, okay, we're going to move on. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan, you're blowing it. Uh, folks, logic is a process of the mind, okay? And uh, to say, no, it's not, is an all-inclusive statement denying that people think logically and critically. And that's just not true. It's, it's not good. Let's get on with uh, Martin. Hey, Martin. Welcome, man. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Uh, welcome back. So, hey, sorry about... <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, uh, Brian kind of made a, a, a kind of funny point. He just wasn't listening to you, and you talked about the transcendental and the platonic mm -hmm. implications of logic. And, it, you know, I don't know what's going on with the education system nowadays, but some people just are not connecting their brain cells. So, you know, when A equals A or A is different than A, in that situation, when he talks about the morning star, is it the morning star, the mid-morning star, the mid-afternoon morning star? I mean, it's like A yeah. is Jupiter and doesn't change. There's no that changes Jupiter. This is why I went into identity statements that are resting in the mind of God. And so A equals A. I was going to explain my rationale for why I say what I said, and then he interrupted and said it's not true. It is true that logic is a process of the mind. I never said it was restricted only to our minds, but it is a process of the mind, and it is. It's a statement. 
And that's what logic is and conclusions and deductions, which require uh, intellect and minds for this to occur. Now, if he wants to say, well, the machine logic, well, that's because it's uh, designed by an intelligence, which mimics uh, the universal properties that we we are aware of. So I don't accept his his premises. And and, uh, the idea of saying that when I say a specific rock that has identity as a rock with its own particular properties is identical to itself, yes, that's correct. Then he says, but it's also not correct. You can't have both those things be true. It's just ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's trying to say that rock, you know, rock is A, and rock in your door, doorway, rock on your table, rock on your chair, rock in your yard, are all different, but it's the rock. A is right. rock, and he's trying to... But that's why I said, that's why I said a specific one that has a set of pro- particular properties. It is what it is yeah. by its nature right there. This is why I shifted over to the issue of transcendentals or universals, because that's really where it right. rests. And I believe that that uh, God's mind is the necessary precondition for all intelligibility. We can't justify the, the laws of logic or process of logic without God. If he wants, it'd be interesting to see if someone wants to try that like him to say, well, here's how logic works. We don't need God for this, which would be impossible because then what he's saying is that there could be facts that are not connected to the ultimate work of God and he's not the ultimate source of all things. So that would be a problem and it'd be an unjustifiable thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in the simplest example to expose it, instead of Jupiter, if he just talks about the sun, instead of sun at sunset, sun at sunrise, he's trying to yeah. say the sun is not A. In all those different right. times, but yeah, yeah it's conflating, sort of mapping, and naming, which is why I asked which one is the first thing about the identity issue. But look, if something is not what it is and can also be something that is not, then we can't have regularity in the real world because the red light that I'm, I'm, if you and I are driving in the car, and I see a red light, and I'm driving, and I say the red light may not also be what it is itself, red. And you'd look over and you go, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Because <laughs> you can say, no, it's red. Okay, simple. What happens with a lot of ph- philosophical uh, issues, they don't relate to actuality. They're so hyper-theoretical, and that people, I've talked about atheists who do this, and what they'll do is they'll take categories, and they blend the categories, and they conflate the issues, and they want you to figure out where their error is. And so this is why I have to know about these what? things, like transitivity of identity, first-order logic, and things like this. Anyway, yeah, and identity. Yep. All, right, man. all right, buddy. Yeah, all right. Have a good night. <laughs> okay, you too, man. God bless. All right, let's get to uh, Taylor from North Carolina. Taylor, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Hey. I'm doing all right. Just hey, I got a question. Rambling. Uh, sure. Right, go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. What, what do you got? Okay. All right. Well, I want to ask you a personal question. I've been listening to the station for a little bit, and uh, I love the station, but I haven't really heard you say this before. Uh, I want to know, uh, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Yes. Uh, can you tell me your, uh, can you tell me your, your, uh, your testimony, like um, you got saved? Like, not dates or time. I'm, just, I'm not putting you right. in the spot enough. But I'm That's just, all right. Uh, no, no. I'll give you the short version. Because I've written okay. about it, put it on my website, but I was tricked into walking up forward at a church to receive Christ, and I didn't want to do this. And I just finally said to myself, if he's real, I'm going to give him a shot. I had a real flippant attitude about it. And I realized, I, if he's really real, I better be serious about this. So I decided, I'm going to give it a shot and try Jesus. And uh, so I, with all sincerity, I could, 
all the sincerity I could muster, I started to ask Jesus to uh, save me. And all I can tell you is, the Holy Spirit himself overshadowed me with such incredible power and holiness that I was reduced to a sobbing mass of snotty tears and moans and groans and wails in the presence of incredible holiness. And he washed over me and into me. That's right. And then, uh, just a little bit later, Jesus was there. He was just there. I remember his presence, I remember his attention, I remember everything. And he just, all just tell you is, he stepped into me and I, and I had the sensation of my sin leaving. I was saved. Jesus Christ is God in flesh, died on the cross, rose from the dead. He's a man right now, two distinct oh, natures. He's my Lord, he's my Savior. He's the only one and the only way. Okay? Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Can I ask one quick question? Sure. Is that okay? Okay, all right. Hey, y'all, appreciate you saying that. I felt the Holy sure. Spirit up the man. I'm glad you came to that. Because, uh, you know, sure. not everybody else who's listening knows. So, God be the glory. Uh, Amen. This thing is, my question is real fast, um, is that, you know, you go out and about and you see all these churches, and you got Baptists, Catholic, you know, and yada, yada, yada. But you look at the buildings, and you see that they have, you know, pinnacles. Uh, on the pinnacle, you'll see that um, a lot of them have crosses, a lot of them don't. So, hello? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, okay. So yeah. a lot some of have crosses, are, some don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why is that? Because some have them and some don't. That's why. Okay. They just do okay. and don't. It's not, there's nothing in scripture that says we have to have a cross to represent anything. Uh, you don't have to or don't, or not have to. Uh, you're free to, because we're free in Christ, Romans 14, 1 through 12. We're free, uh, to worship on one day or another, or to eat this or not eat that. We're free to, when you have a church built, for example, to put a cross up there or not put a cross up there. Yeah. Okay. Romans, what, cha- what chapter again? Romans 14, 1 through 12. It's uh, about our freedom in Christ, that we're not to be judged by another's freedom, and that each person should be fully convinced in his own mind, verse 5. So we have that, uh, you know, if I were, to, if I had suddenly a bunch of money building a church, let's say, would I want a cross? Uh, personally, I would. Personally, I would. But what if you're building a, cro- a, a church in a Muslim country, dominated by a Muslim country? You shouldn't put, you know, putting the cross up might be something that wouldn't be wise because since the scriptures doesn't say you must do it you see so just always be, you know just look and stuff okay okay yeah i appreciate it man thank you for your time i know you probably showed about the end but uh hey man yeah. you know i'm going to say real fast that you know my salvation story i got saved when i was 18 and you know it was a little bit similar to uh what you uh what you experienced it's just that i remember you know when like you said when you took when you so God's serious, you know, you, well, you know that you got to take it serious. And he was like, you know what, I want to try this. Well, I'm not speaking exactly, but that's how I thought. When I got saved, I remember, um, you know, I, I just, I've always, I didn't know if you got time for this. I just didn't know if um, God was hearing my prayers and stuff like that. And so, uh, long story short, you know, uh, my parents got up with the pastor that did their wedding. And uh, so I went to that church the pastor was preaching at. And, you know, the third time I went there, I got saved. And, I remember when God. I made that split decision. Amen. <laughs> when I made that split decision to um, go down and get saved, you know, I was like, you know, I didn't know for sure, but I knew, I knew that Jesus, you know, I knew the Holy Spirit was tugging on me, and so when I walked down the aisle, 
tears in my eyes. You know, I ain't making this up. I literally, could, I literally well, saw Jesus, but not like physically. But I got you. Hey, man, we got, we got to end because we're at the break, man. We're at the end of the show. Okay, call back tomorrow and we'll talk. Keep listening, okay, buddy? Thanks, Keep brother. listening. There'll be a lot of stuff that will challenge you, though. All right, man. God bless. Hey, sorry about that, Gary from Utah and Claudius from North Carolina. Call back tomorrow, okay? Good luck to talk to you. Hey, everybody. I hope you have a great evening. I'm teaching Bible study tonight, Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 19. Should be interesting. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Another program powered by the Truth Network.